Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, Today we have with us Dr. Nita Bashan, who is a former cosmetic dentist turned international speaker, speaker, sorry, social entrepreneur and advocate of emotional health and a leadership coach as well, which is how I know her. And she's also the best-selling author of a book called Emotional Grit. Um, she herself had to learn emotional grit and resilience uh, just growing up and living out you know, her own life experiences from being born of immigrant parents in Chicago, being the oldest of three kids, to suddenly being orphaned uh, when her parent and brother died. Uh, she survived abusive marriage of domestic you know, violence, faced homelessness, and throughout all of this, she continued to move onward and upward. And ultimately kind of underwent her own kind of, I guess, period of enlightenment when she sort of redefined what success was going to mean and look like for herself. And today she runs a hugely successful coaching organization, Global Grit, with her husband, uh, Ajit. And um, talk to me. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. I'm so glad to be here. It's, it's such an honor. So I'm super, super excited. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't you start out, you know, t- obviously you have this this, this background, um, this book, this amazingness, you know, why don't you just start off telling us a little bit about, you know, this kind of change. I mean, it's, it's huge, right? You, you live your life, you're a successful cosmetic dentist. Uh, and then all of a sudden you jump ship. So tell us what that was like for you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like when we, when we get into our stories, there's usually that one catalyst And for me, that catalyst was, um, you know, I was, I I did all of the right things being a a daughter of immigrant parents, right? You get the straight A's, you climb up the achievement and the accolade ladder. And, um, and so that's basically kind of my hallmark into that success, which meant, uh, you know, success was getting all of the things and doing all of the things and overworking, overachieving and overdoing. And so that was really, you know, a, a majority of my childhood growing up and then led into uh, my, you know, for the greater part of a decade in my 20s. And so the catalyst that really kind of showed me um, this turning point that I was at was it was, you know, December 31st, 2011, when I recognized that, um, my home, which was this five story home, uh, was not safe. And that, and I was married at the time. Um, and that was my first marriage and that, uh, my life was in danger. And so, uh, so it was that very moment, um, December 31st, where everyone's kind of doing their thing, getting ready for New Year's Eve. And I remember, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like you have, and we all, we all have these kinds of moments, but, uh, for me, it was kind of like, okay, I can see my life at this point, 
where you know, everything kind of looked great on paper. We had the first class travel, we had the big wedding, we had, um, you know, I had accomplished a lot uh, and I wasn't even 30. I had this, you know, seven figure plus practice. Uh, I had all the bells and whistles. And from the outside, people would say, wow, she really made it considering all of her losses. Wow. You know, that like I was that that beacon of, 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 of a person to look up to. But I just felt that in that moment, I was such a fraud that I had been mm. hiding this terrible lie for a really long time that I was really in a dangerous, abusive, mentally, physically, emotionally abusive relationship and marriage. And that uh, I felt that if I was going to come clean, that I would be judged, I would be shunned out of society. Uh, and for somebody who's lost three members of their family, the one thing you want to do is belong. Right. And so, uh, so that was a really, really difficult, uh, decision that I had to make. And I felt as though, uh, it was, it was kind of a life or death situation. Like there was no way I was going to allow this person to strike me again. And so, uh, things got worse before it got better. I had to, um, I had to get a restraining order, which also meant that I had to appear before a judge for the very first time. I don't really talk about some of those details a lot because, um, you know, it's getting back into, you know, the, the, the huge uh, trauma of that time. But I think it's important, especially because of, of how, uh, turning points in our stories can sometimes be so detrimental, but at the end of the day, yeah. they are uh, the seeds that really shift um, you as a human being and really catapults your growth. And it was from that very rock bottom, standing before the judge and saying, "This is these are all the instances," and wow. for them to say, "Why didn't you come before?" And my response to them was. Well, because we're Asian and we don't divorce. And that literally was my response. And so, and that, that kind of uh, really highlighted a moment in time where I then got the divorce. Um, I was living out of my car for a while because I was totally, I was ashamed. I was uh, in so much fear. It paralyzed every aspect of who I was because my identity at that point was she has this amazing practice. She has all these doctors working for her. What are they all going to think? Is she going to let everybody down? If she tells them the truth, if she, if she hides that, will that just be better and this will all go away? Well, it didn't. And, and that really changed my leadership in the way that I led my life. And I had to let people in. I had to let people in. And even the most important people, which were my team members, because I would sit in my little parking lot that I owned <laughs> uh, and cry it out, even though I had all of my bags that I you know took all of this stuff from my home uh, and literally said goodbye to that person, goodbye to that life. Um, and had to start protecting me, start to protect my desires, my wants, and really mother the, the woman that had to grow up so fast. So, and of course it led to a spiral of effects. Um, I had to really, you know, nurse myself back to healing that period of time, um, as well as really prioritizing what was going to, um, 
be of importance at this stage because honestly, I had never really processed all of the losses that I had gone through in my teen years uh, from the loss of my mom, my brother, and my father. It was just, you know, you you kind of, uh, you, you basically turn that tab off in your brain and you're like, go, 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 work, work, work. And I literally became addicted to achieving. And that's really right. what in some ways got me out of the, the heaviness of that sadness of that time. Um, but also I didn't know who I was. I was kind of living this life for everybody else and mostly living this life for what my parents like to make them proud to to make their ghosts or their spirit really proud, you know? So, so that was kind of, um, that was the unveil and that was the, the, the period of what I call, you know, growth and, um, this grit to greatness framework that I've now developed, uh, from the bestselling book, emotional grit, but it started out by, you know, you're at this bottom level point of society, the world telling you who you should be. And then you kind of strip everything bare. And when I finally came out of hiding to the closest people that were in my life, which was my team members, I had this brick and mortar practice And I remember there were patients all in the rooms uh, and it was, I had my mask on and I was checking a patient and I remember, I just, I have to tell them, I have to tell them because they're either with me or they're not, you know, Mm. And, and as a leader, you have to make that decision. Are the people that are with you, working with you, your colleagues, uh, the, the folks that you trust, are they with you or they are not with you? Because I wasn't really truthful to them either. I didn't really right. let them in on my personal situation and, you know, with with such drama that was going on at the time. And so I had to really say, you know, I, I, I called everyone in, all, you know, 10 of them that were there in the office. And I said, listen, I'm going through probably the worst time in my life. And I just started breaking down and, you know, and that's when my own version of what we're taught in terms of leadership and transparency and authenticity and vulnerability, it just was like laid out on the table, you know, and here's where I said, well, I've got my bags packed in my X5 (laughs) car. I don't know where I'm going to go. I am afraid. And this is what the situation that I've been hiding for that, that I was hiding for you know, for a very long time. Um, and and I want you all to know that you got, what was the response that you, yeah, well, and, and some people left that day, some people left because, uh, you know, there was other things happening. Um, and, uh, and, and literally I said, I I don't know what's going to happen. Some days we might close the office. Some days we might have it open. Uh, but I'm letting you all in so that you, you know, you, you can know, you can know the truth. And the ones that stayed, honestly, they were with me literally pretty much until I sold my practice then, uh, five years later. Uh, and so, I mean, it was just, it was, it was where you were empowering your team at that point. Yeah. 
and they literally took to bat for me. And, you know, a lot of the responses was, Hey, my, my mom was in this too. I totally get what you're saying. My father was like this. So it created a sense of this shared uh, compassion and empathy. And these are some of the skills that the soft skills that we're just, we're not taught in school. Right. You know, we're, we're not taught in, 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 you know, in, um, in any sort of, of a corporation. And, and now of course, a lot of these things are coming up, which is great, especially now in the season of life that we're in. Um, and I think that was such a pivotal point because you, people who are working with you and they want to experience who you are. And so from that day forward, it was like, all right, you're going to get the real Nita. This is who I am. This is what's happening. And exponentially our, our, you know, our office grew, uh, 25%, 30%. And literally more and more, I was kind of cutting back because I started doing my own self-help work. I was, you know, going through different, uh, from shamans to different healers, therapists, coaches, um, and really opened my mind to what's possible and kind of changed this framework from just, you know, this uh, masculine fear-based leadership yeah. to then this empathy-based heart-centered leadership. And sometimes people will say, oh, is that woo-woo? But honestly, no, to be woo-woo. able to, right, <laughs> to tap into your, to, to what feels good and to actually see a human to human and, and really be more humanistic, uh, in many ways actually builds more trust and it builds more camaraderie. It builds more, you know, worth for the people that are around you, especially if you lead small businesses and companies, that's what they want. They want to be there for a purpose. And so, and honestly, that's how I started to be able to dive into other, um, you know, other projects like angel investing. I became an angel investor for a lot of female-led startups. And that's literally kind of the beginnings of stepping outside of medicine uh, in a way that I had to cre- recreate my own community. I had left yeah. everybody. And that kind of looked like um, starting, uh, you know, what we would call like a modern day female mastermind. And these were all professional women that, you know, I was in my early thirties. So like, uh, that didn't want to be at the clubs, you know, at yeah, night. Yeah. Like they wanted to better and, and really, uh, increase their, their own acumen for their self mastery. And so that's really what the beginning lens of kind of moving from, uh, a medical professional to more of a, of a consultant, because as my practice grew, I was less there. I had equipped my team to run it and I trusted them. And then the more I let go, the more we grew. And that's literally what happened. So a lot of other doctors who had families, who had young families were like, what are you doing? And so then we kind of started to open up consulting. And then from there, uh, you know, I, I started to, I, I created a nonprofit, um, which was called Independent Awakening, which really was focusing in on the conversation of uh, women and girls and their self-confidence and their you know, self-love and self-esteem, which then led me to Stanford uh, to do one of those nonprofit management programs because I didn't know what I was doing running this nonprofit. <laughs> like I was a dentist, right, right. but what I did know was my passion for it. And from there, that's when, you know, things were unlocked at Stanford that I had never been exposed to before, like startups and the startup world and founders and how to really think differently. And it led me to a bunch, you know, in VCs. Uh, so that really opened 
opened my eyes to, whoa, what's happening in California? And so there's there's the meeting of Gabe then there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's where, yeah. you know, one of the things I talk about in the book and when I was interviewing a bunch of different leaders, uh, because really the, the ignition happened when I, of course, left my home for, uh, you know, those, those 30 years, literally, and, and then really devoted in that self care. But that was all growth at that time, saying yes Mm -hmm. to new things, saying yes to new experiences, saying yes to bettering yourself in the form of books, coaches, experiences, retreats. Um, uh, you know, now there's a a plethora of courses, right. Online. Uh, but really being able to say yes to a world that's completely different to yours. Like I had, no business right. being in some of these meetings and 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 um, you know different events, except for the fact that a I was curious and b yes you know mm. I had capital to invest, so I was very curious at from a from a medical professional. Oh wow, we're taught never to fail. We're taught like. If you don't have the right answer, you better not even raise your hand in the lecture hall because you're going to be shamed uh, for not knowing the right Mm -hmm. answer, right? Instead of then being at Stanford for just even these, you know, a few weeks. But people were just, I mean, sharing all of their failures, what happened, how they didn't know, you know, certain things. And it just kind of opened the lens for more communication, more Um, you know, more collaboration where people were lifting each other up instead of, and that was something I was not used to growing to become, you know, in in medical and dental school, you're just groomed to, to, to get the right answer. So it was a very, very different world. And, and, and I think that tying everything back now in leadership, we want to be able to expose ourselves to a different way, a different perspective, a different way of thinking, a different way of operating. And that led to the grit framework, which is using grit as, you know, of course, as one of the key characteristics for growth, but as an acronym to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform. Because once you are able to release these past stories that we have and our our past beliefs Mm -hmm. that we have about about our childhood or what we should have been or what we should have done or could have done, and that's all the past. And and now we're we're here face-to-face, focused. I mean, wow, what possibilities kind of open up because you say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. For those of us listening to this podcast, how can we institute, right? I mean, obviously you've gone through this whole thing. You've gone through the system, sort of systematic change that you've sort of brought on to yourself by being curious, by actually being able to be open to that. So for those of us who are listening and open, what would you tell us to do in order to learn more, understand more, engage more, become more in the sense of having grit, being resilient, something of that effect? First, I would definitely say be okay with being the small fish in the room. Yes. <laughs> be okay with being the small fish in the room because, and you know, this was this was something when I started to inadvertently mentor, uh, women, I thought I was creating a nonprofit (laughs) and, you know, people just wanted me to speak. And that's why I had to literally step away and say, okay, um, that's probably not the best way to galvanize people. Um, instead of just sharing some of these learning lessons that can help everyone and, and no matter what and where, you know, where, where they are. And, 
a lot of the questions that came back was, um, you know, I feel the most confident when I know the people in the room. I feel the most confident Mm. when people already know me and they accept me. And I, I kind of wanted to challenge that. And I think it was because I was used to being the smallest fish going to some of these places where you have these Pulitzer Prize winners and nominees who have like solved the issues on poverty. And I was just there as a <laughs> tiny little person, you know, like, trying, Hi, I'm Nita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a dentist and I'm, I'm trying to do this like really cool idea to help women's confidence. Like, small scale inside of high schools and they're, you know, they have all of these. So, I mean, but there's no comparison, but really a way of being okay with learning from people who have been there, who have run the races, who have done way more, but just have expanded their horizons and have wisdom and eons of experience and you being okay saying, you know what? I am the smallest fish and that's okay. Cause I'm here to learn. To uh, yeah, yeah. So many times our ego uh, gets in the way and our ego wants to protect ourselves because it's right. scary when you're going to a thing by yourself. And when you're attending um, a workshop where everyone is speaking a different language uh, than you, um, and, and I think that the first step you can take is, is that brave, courageous action is saying, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be right now, but I'm here because I know that six months from now, a year from now, I won't be that little fish. I won't be the newbie in the room. Um, and to jump to a new pond then too, because if you're not, if you're always the big fish, you're, you know, you always want to be the big fish to give back, but you always have to be the little fish to learn more and level up. So, so true. And that's really what, what sparked, you know, me leaving, uh, Chicago. I mean, that was my home for a very long time and, and left the community that I built there and you know, headed to, headed to San Francisco. So really, uh, putting yourself in an environment, whether, whether you're going to physically leave, I know, you know, things might be a little different, uh, in this world, but, um, what I mean to say is, is, is find that community. There's Facebook groups, there's, you know, all sorts of different groups that, uh, may know just a little bit more about what you are curious about, what you want to know a little bit more of. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's led me to, you know, really right now having conversations like this with you and, and, kind of inspiring and motivating others to see what can be done with the knowledge that you already know so powerfully in a way that can reach the masses because everyone has a story and everyone's been through some hard times, some, some shit in their lives. But can we, can we turn that mess into a message uh, that can help others. I think that has been such a profound dialogue with this new chapter that uh, you know that we have been able to do at Global Grid is to really unlock that potential for other people uh, because there's no better time than than this moment. And if you're yeah. listening to this right now, you're perfectly where you need to be on your journey, which is mm-hmm. right here, getting this f- food for your soul. I totally believe that. I totally believe that when you randomly happen upon something and you hear the thing that was exactly what it was supposed to be. And I want to, I want to, for just really quickly, I know we're running out of time here, but I want to kind of touch on what you were just talking about, about turning your mess into your message and, and talking about 
it being absolutely the right time. And I love the fact that in some odd way that coronavirus did happen. So for <laughs> all those who are listening at a different time, we're currently sitting here in a the first international pandemic that has shut down everyone. Wow, wow. But actually it has also opened up doors. And something Mary Morrissey said the other night uh, when she was talking to David Meltzer uh, and Lynn Kitchens um, was something about, you know, let me get this right. Something to the effect of uh, opportunity is all around, mm. you know, oh, yeah. people were talking about, oh, more opportunity, less opportunity for my company. Yes. Listen, we all have to pivot. It's there. You just have to figure out how to pivot. And I think that leads into what you just said about turning your, your mess into your message and having this really comfortable now online world. Like people are, ha- are being forced to get, it's my dad who was like 77 just got forced to learn Zoom, you know? So everybody's on it now. That's the best. Grandma can do it. Your kids can do it. They're having class by it, right? So, and, and so there isn't a better time to oh. learn how to not only get good with yourself, learn about yourself, grow as a person, but how that growth can help somebody else. Where you don't have to be a master, right? You can help everybody who's right there next to you and before you, because someone's in that same place sometime, somewhere. And I think it's a perfect time. Talk to me a little bit about what Global Grid is doing to kind of help all of us craft that message and and really bring it to the table for everyone. Yeah, so we have two tracks. Uh, We have two tracks and we have obviously the mental fitness, emotional grit track, uh, really personal growth. So if you have your mess right now and it's it's gnarly and it's nasty and it's chaotic, you know, uh, we help you kind of unravel that and we help you unlearn some of those things and those beliefs and, right. and really help you heal that part. But when you are good and when you're like, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready to help other people. Because a lot of times some, you know, our, our journeys are sparked by the turning points in our lives, whether it's an illness we had, we lost somebody, we had a breakup, uh, we had something pivotal that happened in the workplace, a betrayal, something like that, that is right. going to affect the trajectory of our life. And many of you might be in that spot exactly right now. And so we have the personal growth track. Uh, But when you are ready, we also have the business development track, which means that, yes, we turn your mess into your message, which is in the form of books. Uh, We help you. Literally, there's four books behind me and three of those, uh, two of those I've co-authored with my husband, Ajit. Um, And then, of course, uh, Emotional Grit. Uh, And we've really been able to utilize his platform because he, of course, builds uh, educational companies online. um, And we've now been able to merge those communities together between Evercoach and uh, Mindvalley Global Grit uh, in a way where we then help you take whatever your message is and turn it into a business ecosystem to really live out in this new virtual economy. So we help you go online. Uh, A lot of the folks we actually work with are a lot of wellness professionals, you know, just like me, the dentist, the doctor, the chiropractor, the lawyer, you know, the pharmacist who wants to be able to share their message in the form of books, uh, but also create an online ecosystem to serve the masses. And, And it's been profound, like you were saying, there's so many people pivoting because 
really, we have no choice. We don't know how long this is, we're going to be in this kind of limbo. And if this is any sort of precedent to give us uh, an indication of what will be happening down the road, then now is the time, right? Now is the time to, to start going online. Uh, and, and, and really, you know, and it depends on where you're at, of course. And I have so much love and compassion for people that are, that are, you know, if, 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 if obviously the timing isn't right, but obviously you're listening to this right now and you've come to this, um, for a reason, whether it's your own growth, your own healing, or maybe you're kind of like, no, I'm ready to be on the front lines. I'm ready to just share that message because it's been something that you've been sitting on for, you know, five, 10, 15 years. You know, some, some of our own clients have, have had some amazing things, uh, just sitting on their docket for 15 years. One of my clients just said to me yesterday, and she's like, I can't believe I sat on this, but I was busy raising a family and now they're in college and now they're doing what they're able to do. And now I can actually focus on me. So that's essentially it, you know, at, at GGI. Awesome. Awesome. So why don't you tell us or the listeners, uh, how we can find you and we'll put that in the description. So how can we find out more about, uh, Global Grit Institute and obviously Evercoach, because obviously that's how I know Ajit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, if you are a coach and if you are looking to just become a better coach, uh, educational tools to help you to help you get there. We've written two books, uh, the book of coaching, as well as the business book of coaching. Literally, you can get them for both uh, less than a latte. Um, for $4.99, literally, uh, it's online. And it really kind of gives you an opportunity to see what's possible for you. Uh, you can go to evercoach.com. I think that's going to be the simplest, but if you Google the book of coaching.com, literally that's the URL. We were very, very unique and, um, and, and, and savvy with those, um, and then, of course, uh, for Global Grid Institute, if you, you you know, I hang out on Instagram all day, LinkedIn, of course, uh, on Instagram, it's just Neetha Bushin. And uh, we have, a, you know, a mental health, um, basically a guidebook, and that's completely for free that you can actually get if you are in this state of what the heck is my next step. I want to get to my message, but I'm just really in my mess. Uh, and so if you send me a note, DM me on Instagram, uh, we have that and it's completely free. You can download it and, um, it will basically help you jumpstart that journey for you. So, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And just to be clear on Instagram, Nita Bashan, is there any underscore spaces? Nope. Nope. Just Nita Bushan. Yeah. That's it. All right. Awesome. We will have that in our description. And thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Kristen. This was amazing. I love it. I love it. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's thrive underscore tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this 
podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.